0: You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun Show. This is episode 373. Whatever happened to our warrior culture? The SHOT Show is over. The NRA annual meeting is over. We're settling in for the new summer. starting to get warm and the rains and the tornadoes and all that weather stuff is happening. Are you getting some shooting in anyway? This week, I'm focusing on a mindset. I talked to Daniel Shaw of Thunderbird Tactical. You know him from Gunfighter Cast. From the Gun Rights Radio Network. From Freedom's Network. All this and more coming up next.
1: BlackmanWithagun.com, Ken Blanchard's Pro Gun Podcast.
0: This week, I got a chance to be interviewed by the Outdoor Channel. I'm waiting to see where that goes. Also, got a chance to be on a conservative on fire podcast with Dan Lovello. and spoke to a new group here in Montgomery County, Maryland called Awaken Montgomery. Been invited and have confirmed I will be speaking this October during the Veterans Day weekend. For the Arizona Citizens Defense League meeting in Arizona been a busy week. I've created five podcasts this week for the Unnamed Church Podcast. And everybody is on Stitcher now, so you can go to Stitcher and find all four of the shows. I spoke about what's holding you back on the Encouraging Words Podcast. That one's basically just some therapy for me. I'm going to do a little different take on that today, talking about victimology. And last but not least, I got a new podcast called Motorcycle Radio. That's also on Stitcher. We're up to episode two. Third one will be out next week. Talking about that big biker rally known as AmeriCade. If you're a motorcyclist, please check out MotorcycleRadio.us. On that show, I got a chance to talk to a well-known comedian, Alonzo Bowden, winner of NBC's Last Comet Standing, season three, and had an in-depth conversation about life and stuff. For podcast, I know, right? Dan Milmon said, a warrior does not give up what he loves, he finds the love in what he does. That's the theme for this week, The Warrior Culture, on episode 373.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice
0: for all. Hey, all the shows that I talked about a minute ago can be found at BlanchardMediaGroup.com, on iTunes, and on Stitcher Radio. Today on podcast episode number 373, I'm going to call in our friend and brother, podcaster and firearms trainer, Daniel Shaw. Daniel's making some moves, and I'm just so proud of the guy. Had to bring him on. Then after that, I'm going to do a little, little exegesis on victimology. Part rant, part motivational speech, part whatever. You'll, you'll let me know how it sounds. If you didn't know, this show has been sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our SuperTuck Deluxe or Mini-Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel Shaw, Chief Instructor here at Thunderbird Tactical. My background consists of training military, law enforcement officers and responsible armed citizens for deadly force situations. Everything I teach is derived from either my own personal experience using lethal force or from after action reviews of real world situations where I was able to obtain first hand information. My philosophy as chief instructor at Thunderbird is to provide realistic and challenging courses to our clientele while teaching tried and proven tactics and techniques in the context of reality. We take very seriously the idea that our students are trusting us to provide them solid training that their lives or the lives of their loved ones could someday depend upon. We offer a variety of training courses here at Thunderbird, such as Kansas CCW, three levels of handgun and carbine, shotgun, and numerous courses that are weapon or atmospheric specific. If you have any questions that the course descriptions don't answer, please don't hesitate to stop by or call and ask for me. Again, I'm Daniel Shaw. And thank you for trusting Thunderbird Tactical
0: with your training. Brother Daniel Shaw, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Ken. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's good to connect with you again. Um, You had a great podcast and you just one of my favorite people on the planet. So I just wanted to reach out and touch touch you and say hi.
1: I like you too, Ken. (laughs) It's always good to talk to you, man.
0: Friend, father, husband of a beautiful woman, Marine Corvette, firearms instructor, firearms enthusiast, and part one and lead of Gunfighter Cast. Right? That's it. What you got going on, Doc?
1: Inspiring author. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can probably think of a lot of other things I waste my time on too. I do all kind of stuff.
0: I heard about the the success of your the um, article. You was writing kind of like a stuff uh, fiction, right?
1: Oh yeah, I got a little uh a little short story up. People are always upset with me and think it ends abruptly, and that was by design. <laughs>
0: it's supposed to be leave them hanging.
1: That's right. Nah, it's like ninety nine cent on that Amazon Kindle store, and uh, you know, I plan on when I get more time, keep adding to it and sell them each, you know, three or each four or five chapters for like ninety nine cent. You know, Amazon takes like every bit of that. I get like twenty cent when right? it. <laughs> uh But I mean, it's it, it's cool. I, it's not about that. It's about one day. One day a publisher gonna be like, "Look, we want to buy your story. Here's a lot of money. Sit down and write it." Like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, that's what's up.
0: What's the name of the story?
1: Uh, it's called the First Step, and uh, it's really about my um, my experience. The, the after years and years of training in the Marine Corps, and uh, you know, a leader of Marines, I was a sergeant. Uh, I was in the back of an amphibious assault vehicle, rode for a really long time, got out, put on full. Uh, mop gear you know chemical protective suits and stuff mm-hmm. got back in the vehicle rode forever and then uh started hearing a lot of gunfire outside the vehicle and heard on my helmet that i needed to get out and blow something up and shoot some bad guys and uh it was really my my first big step or big test and uh i was the uh senior marine in the back of that vehicle and you know i had to let the guys know what was going on with this little information i had and and then i'd be the first one out the back of the av and uh when the ramp came down and I, I kinda explore a little bit of you know my emotions there and what I was feeling and what other guys were feeling and kinda go into not just my perspective but uh, I talk about me that happening and kinda end with the ramp coming down and then I talk about the leader of the enemy forces that I was engaging there. And then uh we actually go back to both of our childhoods that were kind of at the same time. And then uh it's just kinda I don't know how it just happened, you know, it just I already knew the main character which was me, but uh everybody else is kinda As I was typing, it just kind of kept going down. It's pretty cool. I liked it. A little creative nonfiction.
0: How can we find it?
1: Uh, You could just, I guess, Amazon, first step. Uh, Just, yeah, the first step. Just check that out on Amazon. It'll pop up.
0: All right, cool, man. What you got going on now?
1: Uh, Well, right now, uh, this past weekend, I had a a one day carving class, taught uh, Carving Vitals 1 here locally, and uh, been kind of getting around a little bit, traveling a little bit. And I, I got some classes coming up in uh, Ohio. Uh, I got one at the end of this month, which is really cool, hosted by Primary Weapon Systems up in uh, Boise, Idaho. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, Primary Weapon System makes uh, some awesome ARs, and they're not just another company who buys parts from all over the place and puts them together. Uh, you know, they make everything in-house in house, and some uh, very, very nice barrels in their guns. But, uh, what they're claiming to fame is basically that they have a, uh, a long stroke gas piston system. So instead of, uh, your typical direct impingement or short stroke piston, they're using a long stroke piston, very similar to what you would find in an AK and it's the AR platform, very reliable. I've been yeah. using one for about, uh, I guess four or five months now and have probably close to 3000 rounds through mine. And every one of those rounds has been suppressed and it's a little bit more, a little bit dirtier on the guns when you're running them suppressed and, uh. It's been uh it's been awesome. So it's cool working with those guys going up there. It's going to be a really fun class if anybody's near Boise. Check that out.
0: Do you have like a a calendar or a schedule or a site that we can go to? to find out where you're at.
1: Oh yeah, uh www.thunderbirdguns.com. Um, you know, my company I I shut it down. That was part of the agreement here to come work for Thunderbird. Everything I do is uh all day every day it's riding for the brand Thunderbird and uh the uh ThunderbirdGuns.com. It's got a calendar up there, some stuff on there about me, some of all the different training we offer. Um, it's just got what we offer right now. We're we're just uh, about to break ground on a multi-million-dollar training facility here in Wichita, and uh, we're going to be able to offer a heck of a lot more stuff. And it's not just for just Wichitans, guys around here. It's going to be a good destination training facility that people can travel all over and come get some really good stuff that they may not be able to get anywhere else. So really looking forward to that happening.
0: You know, I didn't even know that.
1: Yep, that's why they hired me. They need somebody to run that the training side of that whole thing and the range side of that whole thing.
0: So that's oh, I'm- man, some bad scoop. I didn't I didn't um I must have I must have like left you off the off the ranch. 'Cause I was still figuring that you had your own company and stuff. Nope. Nope. They had to shut it down.
1: Well, I still maintain it because uh, I say that Gunfighter Cast belongs to it just to help.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunfighter Cast from filthy liberals who want to shut it down or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. people, that kind of thing. Speaking of liberals, man, let's talk about that warrior culture that's missing today. What happened with us? I don't know. I just, uh, this is something that bothers me a lot
1: with, uh, you know, guys like me. I guess my peers coming out of the military, you know, military veterans, everybody's, I, I, I find it very difficult for me to even ask for. Uh, military discount on things um but I, i see people all the time that on that reality tv and uh just like walking around neighbors that i meet and things that are always they're such victims man it's like it's like because they signed on a dotted line and they went and joined the military and whether they did anything actual combat related or not they all feel like the everybody owes them something and they like something bad happened to them because they were in the military and you know i or they went out and they had to shoot at people and people shot at them. And like, it's so horrible. And I, I everybody owes me something. And I got to, every time a conversation comes up, I got to find some way to fit in that. I'm having a really hard time because I was in the military and everybody should feel sorry for me. And that just completely drives me crazy. You know what happened to the days where like, um, uh, come back with your shield or on it, you know, whatever happened. Like I'm, I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of the guys I did it with and everything. And, uh, I I, I usually find a way sometimes to talk about a buddy of mine. I have a hard time talking about myself in most cases. Uh, but the the whole culture where just that happens. you know. I had a guy out this past weekend, uh, a student of mine. He had emailed me a month prior and said, can I bring my dad out to the range for when I shoot this carping class? He's blind. He was hurt in Vietnam, and he, he was blinded. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, sure. He's probably not going to be able to shoot the class. But uh, by all means, bring your dad out and hang out. This guy was blinded in Vietnam and had this awesome attitude goofball laughing all day long joking and uh, you know I was joking with him too and even you know the whole military thing I, I made some jokes about him not being able to see what I was doing or something like that you know just like kind of taking it a little bit too far and he loved that because nobody did that to him you know everybody probably yeah, yeah. Did a- and uh, I could tell he was just, he was really digging it, and the way we were talking and going back and forth. But he told a story about how when he was a point man, and then he got switched to a blooper M set running the M seventy nine, and while we were eating lunch, and then he told uh, about a joke about his buddy, a big tall black guy who was just always head above the water, and he was always like trying to hold on to his gear and trying to stay above the water when they were walking across some deep stuff and stuff, and he was like. Couldn't see, and then he was about to drown every time they went anywhere and stuff, and uh, he just had all these little funny stories that he was telling, and I was like, you know, what you just did, you talked about how you went over there and you did this job, and then you got you got hurt, but then you went and told all these funny stories about your buddy and stuff, and you tried to get everybody's mind off of what they were talking about you and not make you the focus mm-hmm. you be something fun and something light. Maybe your buddy who didn't make it back, you talked about them a little bit. I was like, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, that's dying right there. That, that culture. Most the guys now that I, I'm around a lot, you know, veterans, I, I want to punch them in the face. I'm like, stop being a pansy, man. It's just so ridiculous. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop with this whole victim mentality. Be proud of what you did. You know, you learn from it. I don't care if you've got PTSD or whatever, some kind of you know mental chemical imbalance from it, because it's easy to get those kind of things when you're in a high stress level for a long time. Things happen to the brain that that are not healthy for us. Happens to the whole body that aren't healthy for us. And you know, I've experienced those things. I do experience those things. But uh, yeah, it's different mentality. You got to find the good in it. You know, I remember a lot of good things. If I hadn't had some of the experience I had in my life, I don't think I'd be right here where I'm at today, and going the direction that I'm going. And as happy as I am right now, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate to have had those experiences. I totally agree with that. Not everybody gets to see the world the way I see the world. And I, it's not about me. It's, uh, and I I just, it just drives me crazy. This, this lack of warrior culture out there and amongst our warriors,
0: which is just ridiculous. But it's almost not by their fault because everybody kind of like pushes you to be weak.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, even if you never even left the base or anything, they're like, oh, you were in Iraq. Who cares that you ate a at Burger King every day and you had a swimming pool and a dance club next to your tent? <laughs> you know, it's like I. There was a year and yeah, I was in Iraq. I'm a U.S. soldier. You know, it's like it's just so ridiculous, and it is. It's perpetuated by society. Uh, I am not one of those who thinks it's perpetuated by someone thanking someone for their service. Uh, it, yeah. I might feel a little bit funny when somebody says that to me every once in a while. I just say, you're welcome. And some some people think that there's too much of that going on. There's some schools of thought out there. That's, that's part of what's perpetua- perpetuating the uh, victim mentality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I don't really think so. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think there's handouts going so many different places right now that uh, people are seeing that, well, if I'm a victim a little bit, I can get a handout or I can get some special treatment or whatever. What I see is with, with individuals who are never going to go beyond where they are right now. Mm-hmm. And I used to say this with drill instructors in the Marine Corps. And, you know, you spend time in the Marine Corps, so you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I've got probably my closest friend in the world is a former drill instructor. Mm-hmm. When you go hang out with him, or you're in his unit, or anything else, you will never know that he was a drill instructor. He was not; doesn't have the talk, the act, the nothing at all, nothing even remotely close to what uh, all the drill instructors that I know uh, when from me working at Paris.